And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello, I'm Tim. Welcome to this special episode of The Yellow Block. Just a friendly heads up, this is a very Kisby heavy episode. Uh, fair warning. Uh, if you do still wish to listen, then Godspeed and good luck. Hi, I'm Jason Neal, one of the co-owners of PW United. I must warn you that The Yellow Block podcast contains some strong language and adult themes. So be warned and enjoy. Hello and welcome to a man-flu-filled Yellow Block, a Peterborough United podcast on the TalkSport Network. I am slowly dying and my name is also Tim. This evening I am joined by Matthew Kisby. Good evening, Tim. I've also got Jared Farmer with us this evening. Good evening. Sorry, I was rushing that because I was sucking an ice cube. Why? Uh, sore throat. Oh, you've got man flu too. Kisby, are you are you surviving or have you got the the dreaded man flu? No, no, no. I'm 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 fit and healthy, which um, you don't really socialise you know. a lot, do you? That's probably where that's that's true. I don't like to go close to people at the best of times, so yeah. Yeah, me and Jared are man of the people, men of the people, so you know, we're there out mingling with the public. You're going Keeping on strike, it. aren't you? Soon Keeping Tim. the country going. Yeah, but you know, let's not make this political. Or if you want to make this political, Kisby, can we talk about your Twitter antics over this last seven <laughs> days or so? Good lead. Um, yeah, you line me up quite nicely. You know, I was going to keep this one under the table, but I can't let this slide now. Um, please fill us in with your version of events, because uh, all I really saw was that you threw your toys out the pram with a, uh, a listener on Twitter. Do you know what? I throw my toys out of my pram after about three and a half seconds on, on any social media. I just kind of go ballistic at people. People say, you know, like something, um, con- well, not controversial, but the things that I don't agree with and I just go mental. And the, the, the thing that I, I, I lost my shit about this time was someone was criticising Jason Neal about um, he was going to one of the World Cups, he was getting on the flight or something, can you just tweeted getting on the flight going to one of the world cups as you as you would one of the world cup games and so and people say well posh are losing at the moment you shouldn't be doing that and i just think for fuck's sake you know he's allowed he's in he's an owner he's not even a fan as such is he because he's an owner he owns us he he would claim to be a fan as well but so i think it was really really hard harsh and petty of people to say he shouldn't have been 
texting. But what happens if he was like, you know, his wife was giving birth to someone? Was it would he not be allowed to like say, Congratulations, I've had a new baby? If there was like a game at the posh or something. And I just think it's a bit pathetic. We know there's issues in in, in the owner's camp, we know that. Um and and perhaps the the owners now coming to the end of their sort of tenure of the posh. We sort of know that a little bit. But I just think that was a little bit harsh. The man's entitled to do what he likes, really, you know, during the game. Um, and I sort of just blew up like I always do on social media and start, you know, saying... Went on a blocking I always do that because, you know... <laughs> so let us know about the yellow block. Have you been blocked by Matthew Kisby? I'm sure the list is probably getting quite long. Kisby, fun fact, has actually blocked more people than the Cambridge United admin. So that's uh, that's quite interesting. Jared, uh, Christmas decorations up? They've been up a while now, Timothy. Um, no, they are my uh, son's paintings. Most of them are shit, but I can't get rid of them for obvious reasons. Why? Because you can't chuck away a four-year-old's paintings. He thinks he's Van Gogh, bless him. But... To be fair, anyway. they do look like a Van Gogh, don't they? He's yes, impressionist. It... Um, stage oh. where he was, you know, had cataracts or whatever he was, and everything was blurred, and they do look a bit like that. Ah, oh, that's harsh, Kisby. He's only four. I think they're brilliant, and they're also very, very similar to Jared's paintings, which he did at, at Messy Play. So that's um, three of them well, are mine. In fact, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one that's just a giant hand is yours from, <laughs> from Messy Play. <laughs> anyway, I suppose we should talk posh as much as we don't really want to. Since we last recorded, we've played thrice. And we've lost thrice. Yeah, I suppose we should talk about that. And that's coming up on the yellow block. Matthew Gisby, then, you talked about this in your little Twitter spat just there. Um, it's a sinking ship, do we think, now? Trouble do you know, at do you know what? In? Do you know what? I need nine and a half seconds um, to do something, and uh, <laughs> it's not the only thing I need nine and a half seconds, in fairness. Um, but I've prepared a little jingle to sum up how I feel at the moment, so I'm going to play it to you. Ah, smug mode. I can't hang around here saving your necks all day. I guess I'll go and make a start on that ironing. Um, yeah, because I'm feeling quite smug, because despite being called out, as you so quaintly put it, um, I'm going to call out the coolies, because I was right, 100%, wasn't I? When we were winning, I said we won't continue to win as soon as we come up against um, a decent side. And we sort of came up against a half-decent Exeter side that's probably sort of just below the playoff positions or high mid-table sort of team. And we we played poorly against them and we played poorly ever since. And we haven't got um, the points. We've played poorly in the Cups as well. And um, for the first time, I've always said that the most we can do is finish fourth. I've always said that all through the season. Part of me thinks we'll still sneak into the playoffs. Part of me thinks we're still good enough for that. And for the first time this season, I'm beginning to think that seventh or even eighth, probably no lower, is a realistic possibility. Um, If we do sneak into the playoffs, we will not go up through the playoffs. No chance in hell. 
Um, it's a bit like when Fergie got us into playoffs once, didn't he? We were a poor side. and Was it late in Orient? We lost two in the playoffs, first playoff. Um, and I think we are very similar now. I think we are a team that is still an all right team. Um, against Barnsley, we were no worse than them. In fact, we were probably slightly edged the game and possibly deserved a draw. Um, there was a poor goalkeeping error in it, which is why we lost. But wasn't much between the t- two teams, but that's the problem, isn't it? That's the problem. There's not much between us and the Barnsleys and Exeters of this world. That's the problem. And the biggest disappointment for me this season, because I was really looking forward to it, is we're not as competitive as I thought we'd be. I thought we would be a better side. I didn't think we'd be in the top three. And I said at the time, we'll finish fourth. But I thought we'd be competitive with the very best in this in this league. And we're not. We, we're no better than the teams around us and below us, I think. And that's the problem, isn't it? Um, one thing I will say is, where are the superstars in this team? I don't think there are any superstars. There's no Boyds, there's no Ivan Tonys, there's no, there's no CMSs, there's no, none of these great players that we've had in the past. We've got good, solid players all the way through the team, I think. Um, maybe not so much in defence, but we haven't got any superstars. And I think that's the difference for this season. That a team like Barnsley that that was similar to us last season but went through a lot more shit than we have since then and lost a lot more players, they're probably still as good as us. And I think that's a problem. Um, there's no great players in this team, hence why we're not going to do very well. We're certainly not going to be in the championship next season. So you say you, say you feel smug because uh, you called this season. Imagine how smug you'd feel Jared, if you called the ownership out while we were winning two, three seasons ago, I'm pretty sure it was. I got berated on Twitter for foreseeing this very same problem. Calling the ownership out, what, in regards to, what, one of them to sell up or? Yeah, so I called this problem out years ago, many moons ago, and I got absolutely slated for it. But all the issues that I raised then are now coming to fruition. And that's not, I told you so, because I don't want to see the club in this position. But what I could see there, which I got mocked for at the time, is that that DMAC has reached his ceiling, reached his ceiling with us a long time ago. Randy, we never really know too much about. And for all intents and purposes, seems to be a bit AWOL just now. And then Jason, and this probably goes in line with what Kisby was saying, is as much as he is a nice guy, he's not a footballing man. The whole Twitter thing in terms of putting pictures on flying off to Qatar when your team's losing at home to Barnsley and you're in dreadful form is the sign that he's not a football man. Whether that's the right time or the wrong time, you don't do that if you're a passionate football fan. And I think he just needs better advice on terms of how to... To, to come across to the families. But the point stands that all of those issues that I foresaw come in, unfortunately, are now coming to fruition. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think it's all about timing. I mean, when you said that back then, um, you know, I completely opposed everything you said, didn't I? Um, fast forward a few years, I I have finally reached a point where I like, it's, it's difficult because I like Darren McCartney a lot, a lot of time for him. Um, I like Jason. Um, and, you know, I met Randy a couple of times and I really like him too. I think, don't think it's working as a trio. I think that's clear now. Um, Dara, I feel like he's he served his time with Posh. Listen, if Dara was still here in 10 years, I'd be more than happy. But I feel like he almost deserves another challenge now. He, he He's done all he can with Posh. He's got, 
you know, he, he's took us to the championship. He's kept us there for, you know, a season or two. Um, and, and he has done brilliant. He's gave us the best times, or well, my best times as a posh fan, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and Stuart and Jason have come in with good good intentions. I think it's clear to see that there is issues between them two. I don't, all this nonsense of denying it, it's very clear there's there's a problem between them two, which obviously they've got, I believe they've got other business interests uh, together. So that's obviously an issue that hopefully they get it sorted for our sake as well as theirs. Um, but yeah, I want to look ahead now and, you know, uh, is our current ownership the ownership to take us forward in the next 10 years? No, is my honest answer. Like I say, I think Dara is wanting out. I can't speak for the man. I don't know him that well, but um, it does come across that way. I don't think he'd ever leave us in the shit. I don't think he would ever um, put us in any any sort of trouble. This administration nonsense, it won't happen while he's at the club. I'm a big, big believer in that. You know, so we're not going to get much better, I don't think. Um, I know that's a, a flawed argument because we don't know. But, um, you know, if you're wanting them to sell up because um, Man City's brother's going to throw in a bid, bollocks, not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I think it's be, be careful what you wish for. I'm not wishing for a new ownership. I just want to be looking forward now. And are those three the people who are going to be in charge in 10 years? I highly, highly doubt it. There's a lot of um, rumours doing the round that we've hit a, f- a few financial uh, issues over the last few months. There's not been a lot from the club in terms of to counteract that. There's not been a huge amount of reassurance. Do you think, Jared, they'll... they'll they'll be the three owners come the summer? Do you think a takeover... I mean, there's, again, there's rumours about takeover bids and stuff like that as well. Do you think that's imminent? And that's why we're not really hearing a lot? Possible. Um, you know, I know there is interest in, in a, with other people to buy the club. I think Darrow's admitted that himself, that there was a bid, which got turned down. I'm sure there's other people um, who are interested in buying the club. But do I think they'll still be in the summer? Yes. It's not an easy thing selling a, an asset like that. And again, we have got people in, who are in charge of the club who do care about the club. I'll get slated for that, but I believe they all do. Um, and it's all about getting the right person in charge. You've only got to look at football clubs up and down the country who are managed by absolute knobheads who um, just put their own pocket before anything else. Obviously, all businessmen do that, but you understand what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, to answer your question and avoid doing a Kisby, um, yes, I do believe they will be the owners come the summer. What about you, Kisby? Where do you stand on the ownership at the moment? Um, right. <clears throat> I've always viewed the owners as, as businessmen, first and foremost. And I think when Darren Canthony came into the club, he had a lot of money. So he wanted um, a hobby, if you want to put it that way. And I think owning a football club suited him for the type of person he is. We can argue about the rights and wrongs about who he is as a person, um, but it, it suited him to be an owner of a football club he had the money to do it and over time i think the um his financial worth may have gone down slightly still probably slightly more than mine but and then he saw it more as as a way to make money and it was still a a quite a good business model because it gave us some success or if if you want to put in these words a lot of success over time and was still able to um, earn money at the club sort of thing that's fine that's just running a business as you should run a business you should get money in if you're spending money sort of thing so that was always very good i think he took us as far as he could get us sort of thing with that business model didn't he He took us to be a, a good league one side and there's nothing wrong with a team like posh being a good league one team um he wasn't going to take us any further though was he because of the financial constraints so we got some more owners in and we all thought that was a good thing. We all thought 
they all had different um, capabilities. I don't think you can criticise Jason too much for not being a football man because I don't think he really ever claimed to be, did he? I think Darren McCanthy would say he was the football guy and and Randy was more the sort of politician of the three, I always thought. And But I think they, they were always businessmen, aren't they? And I think they came on board with ideas to make more money out of this club. And again, you can't knock them for that. Everyone wants to make more money. No one's a limitless pot of money. And you've got to run it on sound business ideas, really, a, 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 a club like us, or indeed any club. And I think their big goal was to open a new stadium, wasn't it? Get a new stadium, make money out of that by, you know, uh, having all sorts of concerts and using it for a multi-purpose stadium, whatever you want to call it. and. That seems to have died a death now. And I think that is the issue. I think that's the major issue. Forget about how good or bad we are on the pitch. We're not horrendous on the pitch at the moment, are we? we we're not, not great, but we're not horrendous. I think it's the lack of progress on the stadium. They know that stadium is not going to be built for a long, long time, if ever. And I would argue probably never now. And I think they think, right, we're not going to make any money out of this club. And I think that was the issue. They've been here, the new owners have been here, what, five years? If you can't achieve anything in five years, you're not going to achieve it at all. You can't do it overnight, but you're not going to do it in five years, are you? Do you not think that's a little harsh? I think they have achieved lots. Oh, yes, they have achieved lots. Yes, off the pitch, they've achieved massive amounts. But on the pitch, they haven't progressed the team at all, have they? I don't think. And yes, they have done lots. uh, The youth setup is certainly a lot better. The facilities are certainly better. So they have achieved stuff. And I've, I've said that in previous podcasts. But what they're not going to do is make shed loads of money out of us through having a new stadium. And I think that is the issue for them. And again, you can argue the rights and wrongs about that. I'm not here to argue the moral case either way, but I think that more than any other issue is why they're falling out at the moment. If everything's going well, you tend to get on with people. When things, there's a spanner in the works, issues come out, don't they, sort of thing. And, And I think that possibly or probably, is the reason why they're having a bit of falling out. Randy's saying, well, we're not going to make any money out of this now, so where can we go? And I think maybe Jason genuinely believes in the club still and probably wants to continue with it. But I think that's why there's an issue between the owners at the moment. DMAC, as we know, we've he's been here 17 years, and, and it, certainly that's run its course, I feel. And and possibly he thinks the same as Randy, and I think that's that's why there's issues and i i just can't see us pro to be honest with you tim right i'm going to shut up in a minute Tim, because i know you're laughing in the back uh, i will give you this tim you were 100 right in what you said a couple of seasons ago you were 100 he was in hindsight in hindsight no even at the time he was right and reason the only reason i sort of didn't wholeheartedly agree with you is because I know that if we get rid of these owners, we could get some real shit ones in, and all of a sudden we're really two side again. That was the only reason. But you were 100% right, Tim. I, I will say that, and I never say that about anyone, really. No, it's a fair, it's a fair take on it, Kisby. Like I say, I think yeah, I think we're giving Tim a little bit too much credit. I think we've had a bit of success under the. Yeah, we are. I think yeah, yeah. Maybe what you said has come to fruition, but I think back then it was it was way too early. But Tim, what are your thoughts now? Oh, a load of bollocks. My thoughts are exactly the same as they were two years ago when I was bang on and fucking all these bollocks about not giving me enough credit. I could see it was coming a mile off and I laid out every reason as to why it was going to happen. I don't want it to happen. 
but it has, and it, it was it was always going to it was this was always going to happen. You could see this coming from a mile. If the warding signs were there. Um, the start of the championship season um, when we'd just beaten Hull away. It was our first away win in however long. It was around that time. You could just see this was coming. The summer had been really disappointing. Every transfer window since. DMAC's trying to find an exit strategy. I do agree with what you were saying, Jared, in that I do genuinely think... Well, I can't really speak for Randy, but I do genuinely think that Dara and... Jason and I'm, I'm sure Randy as well do want the best for this club. I, I'm I'm definitely not disputing that. And having you know spent a little bit of time with Dara as well, he you can see the passion. He he does genuinely care for this club. And and any negativity I throw towards him is not aimed at his love for this club because I think that is there. But he's not the right person to be in the position he's in anymore. And I don't think he has been for. If we're honest probably about half a decade now i would say sort of five six seven years ago is when dara should have should have left this club um if you i said it. i said at the time i said five or six or seven years ago i'm surprised dara's still here i said that at the time and i think i think i'm i often agree with jared but i i totally agree with what you're saying to really i think i think you you you, you called it spot on and i think Deep down, I think we all knew that. I think deep down, it's just that we didn't want to admit to it. And I think you're right. Darren McCarthy does care about this team club because he's been our owner for 17 years. You can't own something for 17 years and not care about it sort of thing. And I think he does. But I think he's also a businessman. And I think I think all three of them, prioritise is probably a strong word, but I think it's true the business element of anything they do over everything else so when when the business case is no longer there i think they lose interest in something and i think that's what we're seeing at the moment and i think it's clear to me that on the field forget about all the off the field stuff that on the field we haven't progressed for 10 years i would i'm, not, I'm not sure um, i'm not sure that's that, that's fair on Darrow because I do think he cares beyond it being a business. I think he genuinely he's a football in man. I don't know. And he genuinely does I don't enjoy. Know. I, I, I just think I just think he cares. Yes, but no more than he cares about the business side of it. And I think I think mm, well, I'm not I'm not criticising him for it. And I think he's I think all of them. We've been critical of all of them at times, and I think they've been man enough to accept the criticism. They've, they've come on here, and we've not necessarily always agreed with everything we've done we've been quite outspoken about it and i think they've been big enough to take that criticism they may not agree with it but that they, they were big enough to take it i think and I, I i just think that they're all businessmen that's all i'm saying that that there there has to be a business case to continue to go and i think perhaps there isn't so much with us at the moment i think um you know, I've said what my piece on it. I don't agree to the extent you and Kisby are, are going on regarding the ownership. I think it's far too harsh. Um, but yeah, I've said what I've said. I don't think I've been harsh there. I'm saying that all three of them care about the club. Certainly, the two that I, you know, I know they 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 do care. Yeah, but about to say we've not, you know, the, the ten year comment, Kisby, I think is ludicrous. We've um, you've had brilliant times in the last 10 years, generated highest ever transfer fees. I know that's not... Have we progressed as a football team on the pitch in the last 10 years? No, we haven't. You can't say we 
have. I'm not going to let you sit there. Yeah, but own, ownership, no, kiss me. Ownership, no, no, listen. No, ownership not. is what about not. What teams all... like Sunderland that have gone up into uh, the championship? 52,000 people who go to see them. I'm not, I'm we not have. Here, I'm not like you to argue why they We haven't got 52,000. You can't 000. deny that, Jared. You yeah. cannot deny it. I'm not arguing Do about not why. compare us to Sunderland Football Club, a proper football club with a proper fan We're base. Not. Do I'm not saying compare us to them. Sake, stop putting words in my lap. My you said it yourself. Is, no, no. Listen to what, Use your ears, Jared. You're doing a U-turn, Kisby. That's I'm very saying, unlike you. I'm saying other. I teams, never mentioned Sunderland. Other teams have progressed, right? Let's not even yes. name those. Teams. So have we. we. So have we. Have not. Yes, we are stuck we in League One. Right. Looking so like ownership. we're not going to go ownership. anywhere. Owners not do not. Play, um, Jared. Owners do not play football on the pitch, do they? Yes, they're in charge of everything. My point is, have has the football club progressed in the last 10 years? Yes, it has. It's as simple in as that. In some respects, yes, but not on the pitch as a team, we haven't. If you were there against Barnsley, against Barnsley, you would have said we've not I watched the whole game. I watched the whole game in my Toronto office and we were dog shit. I fully agree with the last four or five games. We've been wank. In fact, all season, we've been shit. Even when we won, we've been shit. I'm not, not saying shit, that, but to say... We're not shit. We're not we shit. Are. But we are. We're not. We are. We're not. We are. We're not. We are. We're not. We are. But we're not we great. We're and proud. I and I, I you say yourself, like... as soon as we come up against anyone half decent, we shit the bed and lose. We are well, shit. Because we, we've got a very, very good team. No, we're listen, happy. we've got a very good team. And I'll grant mechanic. Again, massive fan of Grant McCann, like him, but he's not doing good enough. It's as simple as that. The the this squad we've got should be certainly top top two, top four for me all day long. Um, are we are we going to talk about Grant McCann because he's the <laughs> I would argue the main problem at the moment. Oh, I don't know about that, but I, I think I, um, honestly, when you you've got a Jack Marriott sitting on the bloody bench, I'm sorry. He's overthinking it. He thinks we're in the championship. For fuck's sake, we're not. We don't need to play like a championship side. In fact, if we do play like a championship side, like he's insisting we do, we're not playing to the our best ability. We're not playing to our strengths, and we need to play a much simpler type of football, conducive to success in League One, i.e., four-four-two, so we can get fucking two good strikers on the pitch. We might score more than one bloody goal a game then, mightn't we? And that, that's the reality. No, He's thinking we're, we're something we're not. I agree. I think um, I think he is overcomplicating it massively. Um, I agree completely with that comment, to be honest. I still can't get over you've compared us to Sunderland, but anyway, move on. Are you, are you, hold on, hold on, Kisby. Are you McCann out at this point then, Jared? I, I know Kisby, as you can tell that from there without needing to ask him, but where do you stand on Grant just now? I wouldn't say I'm a can out. I think um, I'll be honest. I think the whole regime is needs to be looked at. Um, I just think. Do, do you think there's anything to tell? Sorry, interject. But it, do you think there's anything to to read into the fact that Everton and Davis have gone around the McCann issue? Do you think there's anything in that? No, no, not at all. I think they've they've been offered a, a football league job, and they've and the, is it football league? Yeah, league two, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Um, they, yeah, they've been offered a football league job and they've took it. I think it's. I think people are reading too much into that. And good luck to them. I think they'll do really well as a duo. But um, no, I don't think there's anything in that. I, I just feel like everyone's a bit bereft of ideas, if you like. I think 
everything needs a bit of a, a freshen up. So, so is that an on the fence way of saying that you're neither a McCann in nor out just now? Put your put your balls on the line for a second. If, if you I can't see move. what difference it would make, to be honest with you, Tim, because we'd only go and recruit someone from within. Um, someone from where? Someone from within. Oh right, sorry. Or it'd be um, Everton or Davis now. Well, who probably not now. No, would have been the the ideal successes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not about McCann for me. Like I say, I think the whole regime needs shaking up. So make that of what you will. So Kisby, you're I'm I'm guessing Grant out based on that. Taking Jared's point, then who who you always said to me last year, well, who do you bring in? Madness. Who do you bring, bring in? Bring the Sunderland then? manager. They've got no fans <laughs> and they'll win the league. <laughs> do you know what? Although I am a McCann out, you make a, a valid point. Who do we bring in? And I know, and I say this all the time when we change managers we're not going to get a great manager in that's the trouble for me he is an issue he's not playing the way he should play but if we got rid of him would we get a better manager no because we're posh so we'd get shit a shit manager that is why when you were saying a couple of seasons ago about getting rid of the owners and the rest of it i was well hold on a minute because i know what happened you know it you you I, I'm like you, Jared. I think there needs to be change and there needs to be wholesale change in, in, in this if we want to progress. Now, here's the thing. Just because you do have wholesale change doesn't mean things will improve. Things can still say, stay the same or get worse. And I think the likelihood is they probably get worse, to be honest with you. Even though clowns like me come in here and criticise everyone left, right and centre, I do think that we have reached a, pit, a stage now where we've got to take the chance of having wholesale changes if we want to progress. And the reality is it probably won't improve things, but I, I, we're just seeing the same old, same old time and time, aren't we? Season after season. And that's, for me, a little bit of my interest is waning. You know, it, it, I would like to see changes and I'd like to see someone else take up the mantle of trying to develop us into a championship team, which nobody has done yet. It's no disgrace for the owners to say, well, we tried to do it, we couldn't, because at least they tried sort of thing. And they came close at times, I think, but they've clearly not not cracked it. I wasn't comparing us with Sunderland. All I was saying is that other teams have managed to do it, and we haven't. That was my point. No, I wasn't yeah, saying we were as good as England, so therefore we should be doing it. No, what what you should have saying... done is what you should have done is maybe mention Rotherham. You know that they've managed to stay up, come down, stay up, come down. Prepare. Yeah, Sunderland's just a nonsense, Kisby. You know that. Yeah, but I wasn't comparing this to Sunderland, as I keep saying, Jared. I was just teams using like example. Sunderland. Yeah, I was using an example to say that it is possible. It is possible okay. for us. To so get into I would like campus. to say, Tim. Um, Teams like, Real Madrid, point. teams like Real Madrid have won the Champions League. Why aren't we doing that? It's ridiculous. In some bottom leagues for many, 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 many seasons. You know, that's a bit of a, that is a stupid thing because you are comparing us with that. I'm just saying the point I made, I was making, and I thought I made it quite succinctly, but clearly not, Jared. So I'll dumb it down for you a little bit. Um, the point, the point is, we've not been successful. That was my point, right? And if you said that, that's fair enough. Was, was Teams getting like Sunderland in, have managed it, though. That's was what you getting said. Into, was getting, yeah. <laughs> right, so we, we haven't been successful by that, that goal sort Just of thing. Just take we it back and I'll leave you alone. Take it back. Oh, fuck off. 
I'm not taking. Oh. I've already had to eat humble pie. He's like a rattled politician. Not, I love yeah, it. Yeah, I felt like uh, we had Boris Johnson. <laughs> take it back, old boy. Take it back, Kisby. Take it back. Yeah, you've got Kisby on the roads there as well. Uh, you did say that, Kisby. I do think. I do think that I. I agree with you, Jared. I. 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 I think it's time for change because, like I say. I can see how this season's going to pan out. We'll either scrape into the playoffs and then go out in the playoffs or not get into the playoffs. We'll, we'll you know, high when, sort of mid-tables. When I say but, change is needed, it's not necessary for the club's benefit. Like I say, I love the owners, I think, you know, and we're safe in their hands, which is a lot of clubs aren't. My point is, I think that's what they want as well. And I think if, if they got a good enough offer, it would be, you know, they'd be sailing off as well. Maybe I'm wrong to say that. I don't know. But that's why I just think it's a, it's a two-way thing now. And I don't want it to get to the point where they're already, I mean, like Jason can't put a picture up of his dog without getting abused. People calling his dog a twat or whatever. Um, although it does look like Matt Kisby. Um, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Fluffy is has become a posh legend. I think Fluffy should be our new mascot. Do not compare Fluffy to Matthew Kisby. That is incredibly offensive to Labradoodles everywhere. Sorry. Apologies. Don't get Wayne out of a job, though. He does Peterborough quite well. Up the Fluffy, I say. I think Fluffy should be our new manager. <laughs> Up the Fluffy? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the promo for the episode. Up the... Danny, if... Producer Danny, if the, if the epi- if this episode's not called Up the Fluffy, I'm leaving. <laughs> but I think going back to selling the club, I think that sort of proves my point because if they had the club's best interest at heart, if someone came in with with a bid that perhaps wasn't as much as they wanted, but they knew that that person could progress the club, they should accept it. But I don't think they will because, yes, no, you can't say, don't, don't disagree. Oh, with no, Kisby, what a load of bollocks. You just said <laughs> so at the start of the podcast. <laughs> just please let me speak. You said at the start of the podcast, fundamentally, they are businessmen. If they get yes. right, if they get an offer that is not enough, they should accept it because they love the club. Fuck off. They no, get the money. that's what you're saying. You're saying that because no. you're saying they love the club. They're not businessmen. It's I like have a question man. time. Fucking hell, Jared, have you had a stroke since we last came on this podcast? You literally said, <laughs> if they look and they, and they care for the club, they should accept an offer, even if it isn't what they want. Yes, and that is your argument that they Nonsense. care more about the club. Madness! I never said they should do that. I never said they should. They care more about the money, therefore they're not going to accept a silly loan. Rightly so. I hope they don't. Good on them. You yeah, were the bollocks, Kisby. They're not. Kisby, they're not I'm going to offer. I'm going to offer you thirty-seven pound fifty, which is a good offer, by the way, for all your uh, radio equipment. Are you going to accept it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Jared can help the radio station grow. It. In fact, I don't own it. So. Up the fluffy. So, um, <laughs> where were we? Should we talk about what has happened since we last played? Other than the fact that the ownership is in turmoil, we have actually played three times. Once in the league against Barnsley, you guys have already touched on how dire this was. Shrewsbury slash Shrewsbury uh, in the FA Cup. We are out of that. And we also lost to the Chelsea under-12s in the Colgate Cup. Um 
I mean, there's a lot to dissect here. None of it is particularly positive. Some comments that we had in after the Barnsley game, um, PUFC OK says, genuinely never seen so many games where we've slung four or five subs on and not one fucker made a difference. Marriott and Ricky barely touched the thing, uh, the ball in 20 minutes. Plastic Posh, <laughs> love the name, says, but the manager retracted his previous statement about being scared of making a sub, a sub and stated he was happy with the squad and then did that kind of, Quizzical thinking look emoji. Irish Posh, your mum's been on Kisby, says, I suspect the manager lost some of the dressing room with his original comments and some more of them when he tried to retract it. Uh, made it made him look weak and now they have someone to blame. It happened many times before. What a mess. A front four that good for... A front four that good for last 20 minutes? Oh, a, a front four that's good for the last 20 minutes. Sorry, I can't read all right because I am literally slowly dying. Uh, Matt also says, I was watching on Posh Plus tonight. And as much as I love Ricky J. Jones, I don't think I heard the commentator say his name once after he came on. Lots of players coming in for some negative comments, and probably rightly so. The Shrewsbury game wasn't much more entertaining. In fact, it was probably just as poor. And then the Chelsea game was also poor. We were made to look mediocre by a very, very young Chelsea side. And whilst I accept that they are, you know, some of the best youngsters in the world, they certainly uh, made our club look rather amateur. Now, there are rumours, Jared, that uh, McCann locked the players in the dressing room. Sounds like he's maybe given them a bit of a dressing down. So, with some of the comments there, is it the players to blame? Is it McCann? Who's at fault for this mess that we find ourselves in? On the pitch, I think um, it's Grant McCann, isn't it? Obviously, the players are the ones who who are given the instructions to go out there and do it, and they've not been good enough. Um, some of our, you know, our highest paid, more experienced players have been poor. So, you know, you can only do so much. Um, but for me, and again, I hate speaking like this because if someone was telling me how to do my job and they've got no experience in it, I'd I'd be infuriated. So. I'm going to do that though, just so you know. Um, well, system... you kind of you kind of defunct as a podcast guest if you stop. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but it, it's still annoying. I don't like when people act like they're football managers. It's doing my head in a minute with England. So, but yes, I shall do that. Um, I think his system's all wrong. I just, I just don't. I've, I know I've harped on about it, but again, the Jack Marriott thing. We had a couple of games earlier on in the season where we played Jack Marriott and um, Clark Harris, and they looked formidable. That they they, they, they complement each other massively I know that leaves the midfield a little bit short but like Kisby said earlier it's not the championship you can play 4-4-2 you can play two up front you don't have to worry as much and that is just a fact and the championship I get it you struggle to play two up front but it's league one I feel like we worry about we worry too much about the opposition and you know we're not letting them worry about us enough because if I was a league one defender and you look at our um you know, strikers and wingers, I wouldn't fancy it because I'm six foot nine and 33 stone, but you know what I mean? <laughs> has, uh, has he lost the dressing room, Kisby, do you think? Uh, do you know what? I, again, I, I do agree with what Jared was saying there. Um, I think he's overcomplicating the matters. When when we're playing games, right, I, th- I think we look a good team, right? We pass it around nicely and we control the ball nicely. Um, but the end product isn't there. You can... You, Sometimes it doesn't matter how you play a game of football. You just look at the end product. Are we getting the end product? No, we're not getting the end product, are we? We're getting the end product against shit teams that we just have to turn up to 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 beat. Anyone half decent, we're, we're massively struggling. Um, and I, one thing I will say right about our team is 
in great posh teams of the past, we've always had two or three really outstanding players. And I don't think at the moment we've got two or three really outstanding players. And that is not helping the case, that is certain. And by that, I mean players who can turn a game. Like Grant McCann himself, in his day when he was playing, could could score a fantastic goal, right, that would turn a game. And I think we're lacking those type of players who can really turn a game at the moment, which which doesn't help Grant McCann at all. But he's not helped himself this season by the um, sometimes bizarre decisions he makes, the substitutions he's making, that sort of thing, the tactics he's playing. He's not helping his case. I don't think it would make a massive amount of difference if he was doing it, but it would make some difference, I feel, and would make us a slightly better team. But I still think we lack that real one or two outstandingly good players that we've perhaps had in the past in our in our great teams. And we've got a solid team and I've always said that. Um but you can but you start taking away pros I still think Jack Marriott is one of our best players and and, and when you, he's not playing you just think how is that strengthening the team, leaving them out all the time, especially with a striker? You know that if you're not playing game after game after game, you lose that little bit of confidence. You lose, you can't just suddenly take put him into the team and expect him to be playing at 100%. That's not how strikers work and probably not any player in a team. But he's not helping his case, I don't think. And I've not been a fan of his. As much as a, as a fan I, as I am of him as a player, I don't think he's really the right manager for Peterborough United. And I think perhaps the success he's had in the past is perhaps due to the teams he had rather than him as a manager, I would argue. Uh, out of the Cups, do we care? Folks on the league now, right? Yeah, um, FA Cup is a shame, I call it. <laughs> And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I knew that was going to happen. I just knew that was coming. Jared, out of the cups, do we care? Uh, Papa John's, absolutely not. FA Cup, yeah, slightly. But um, no, onto the league. Excuse me? No, not really. Um, I think it's good that we're out of both. Um, we can concentrate on the league, in inverted commas. It's a shame that we couldn't get past Shrewsbury, really. That would have been, you know, you never know who you get in the next round then, do you? So, that would be fun. I was probably having a stroke when I said that word. But... Possibly. we should. Both hands above the desk, please. Both hands above the desk. So we've just got league action to focus on first then. Uh, this coming Saturday is away at Ipswich, which is normally a good away game, but I don't uh, hold out much hope it will be this time around. Following week, Shrewsbury again. 
That is a home game. So two games coming up in the league over the next two weeks. It feels a bit weird at the minute with everything that's going on with England as well. It's kind of hard to muster an interest. I wonder if that might feel different if we were top of the table. I don't really know. Um, Ipswich away, tough game. Shrewsbury at home on paper, you have to say, is winnable. But who knows at the minute? How many points are you happy with? What's a bare minimum, Kisby, from them two? Um, I think we'll get one win and one loss out of those two games. Yeah, I think Kisby's probably correct on that. Um, can't see he's getting out anything out of Ipswich. But what would be good would be four points, Tim. Uh, what did you so Kisby? Yeah, great. I'll pretend that I listened to what you both said. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, uh, six points is right. Yeah, well done, whoever said that. Uh, I completely agree. Uh, now, what did you so Kisby? You said uh, you think we'll get one, and Jared, you agreed. Was that right? Yeah, I, I believe we'll just get no. Kisby said he thinks we will lose one and win one, which I agree with. However, to answer your question, what would be good is four points. Okay, so any less than four points, Jared Grant out then. With January, January's coming up. Don't forget that we've got that transfer window coming up. By then, that will be that will take us up until Christmas. You know, we don't play again after that until Charlton on Boxing Day. So won't, you've won't be, make won't that you've got to leave us soon. in a in a weaker position the transfer market this season because who's going out on when they're coming to the end of their contract. So, Based on our policy, we would lose Joe Ward uh, and Nathan Thompson off. Yeah. And I want to say, uh, losing but what, what I mean is, strengthen us. No, but what I mean is, Jared, if you if you're gonna bring in a new manager, you've got to do it before a transfer window. If you if you're gonna stick with Grant, then you've got to give him the transfer window. You can't you can't change someone in January. So I guess what I'm saying is, any less than four, you, you, are you? Where are you then? And I know it's pessimistic, but you've got to think about these things, surely. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one, isn't it? I think. I'd say if we didn't win either, you, you've got to seriously be, you know, be looking at things. Um, we can't let this season just drift off, and that's what's happening at the minute. He's just floating away, so no, we need to arrest it. And if that is by making a change, then, then so be it. But yeah, I would say we, you know, we need to win at least one of them. Uh, Ipswich is a tough game. It's a very tough game. If we lost that, I wouldn't be shocked. But we certainly need to be beating uh, Shrewsbury forward slash Shrewsbury at home. Yeah, I, I think we only pick up one point from these two games, but I'm still very much McCann in and I, I wouldn't want him to go. I don't want to give off that impression that uh, currently, incredibly, somehow, we are still in the playoffs. We are currently sixth. All of the teams around us, including those below, have played less games, though, so that will no doubt correct itself. Um, we, if you have to go, so we're sixth. You have to go all the way down to Accrington Stanley in 19th to find a team who has lost either the same amount or more games than us. And in terms of goals conceded, you, you, you're going down to like mid-table, you like to Port Vale and Exeter. You know, it's a it's a, it's a a false table, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, looking at that, looking at those stats, you, you'd have to say we're mid, mid-table. mid We're certainly playing Morgan, us. Can, can I ask a question? The bottom have, has lost the same amount of games as us. Honestly, yeah. what a load of nonsense. Sorry, Tim, but you're, again, talking bollocks. Okay, why? How can a, a table which is formulated, if you win, you get three points. If you draw, you get one point. And if you lose, you get zero points. How can that be a false table when we've played the amount of games as the others? How, how is that false? No, we haven't, no. That's what I'm saying. The okay, no, no, no. So, see, okay, yeah, two games it. in the same. 
same game with you, Muppet. How no, it's, and it's you've not played let, more let games. Work it, let him try and use his, his, his fingers. Yeah. No, no, okay. So, no, fault, no, you you, you were implying because we've conceded a lot of goals that it's a false table. Not because, say, say if the team below us has got four games in hand, I get that because they will go above us. But that's not what you were implying. You were implying because we've conceded a lot of goals and the same as teams like Exeter, that it's a false table. It's not. We've got more points. Yeah, correct. Well, so, so how is it a false table, then? It, because in, when they play their games in hand... It's a false table. Because I, I was saying it was a false, a false table, table when we were fact. winning because of the intrinsic... It, it's the intrinsic weakness. So when when the end of the season comes, are we get to... When, we were still fourth when I was saying this, right? And I was saying... It's it's a false table because we won't finish fourth at the end of the season, and we won't finish where we are at the moment by the. But it's end not of the a season false table at that time, well, is it? Statistically speaking, it's not. No, but it, in reality, it Thank actually you. is because we Thank won't you. be finishing there because of the reasons we've just said. Because we've 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 played one or two more games than other people. There's loads of teams now. Loads of teams that are virtually on the same points as us. Let's see, what are we on uh, points from 31? Derby have got 30, game in hand. Uh, Portsmouth, who have had horrendous um, last few games, um, 29 points. 29 points, Port Vale. Wickham, 28. You know, they're all within striking distance, aren't they? So I think in fairness, there will be some weakness to, to our position by the end of the, the season. So from that point of view, it is slightly a false table, even though statistically speaking, of course, it's not quantifiably. It's not, obviously. We need to somehow agree on a player of the season, a player of the month, sorry, for November. So Ivan Tony Award for November. Jared, who are you nominating? At the money. <laughs> How long have you um, had that tenor for, though? Because we think you're waving at the camera. I bet you've had that years. That's, that's a 10 shilling it's a, note. That's an old one, yeah. It's still got the Queen's face on it. Can't buy fish and chips for that. Got really Queen Victoria on that one. Anyway, Jared, um, um, what was the question? And can I have an answer? Player of the month. Um, probably the fellow who got it in the skip at uh, half time. <laughs> so you're vetoing your vote. You're not taking your role. Oh, I would say. Um, good. Good. Fuchs. I think I'd have to say nobody because we've just been just can't say yeah. nobody because come on you've got a, you've got the responsibility <laughs> here this is part of your contract. so many people would love to be in your position Kisby. yeah you can't just you know block them and then not give a bloody player of the month come on the ivan tony award is yeah, a prestigious award um it is very difficult though, i must be honest uh, no one stood out no <laughs> one has stood out how no one has stood out so how can i say good good for the listeners this you are you, your radio I'm is still saying the name i go to every people. game i see them all you can do this believe in you if Jared says foods i'll go with foods then What's his first pick, it's it? a pointless question because no one stood out so what, what can i normally i'd say Bertram, but he fucking Cost his point only because he stands it. near you, so you're the only he's the only fucking shirt you can read from where you stand in, in, in the terrace. Yeah. I genuinely think no one has stood out this, this month at all for me. Jando Foos, congratulations, you are the Ivan Tony recipient for November. Whose phone is that that keeps sorry, going? Uh, sorry, 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 so you've got a ringtone out of the 90s as well. Sorry, now I've um. 
Yeah, I, I honestly, the pair of you, you're not taking your responsibility seriously. They're saying I've won three awards on this podcast. Yeah, well, only because of the Twitter box, which you can no longer oh, do, thanks to Elon Musk. But anyway, uh, Jana Fuchs, congratulations. I was going to vote Lloyd-Jones. Um, that Cambridge game seems a long time ago now, doesn't it? Hang on. You just literally gave me and Kisby dog's abuse for not picking a player. You've picked a Cambridge United player. Yeah. God. You're, my, you're full my, my story about my trip to the ground didn't go down very well, did it? I've got other ones no. if you want to hear them. No, please no. It's already a Kisby heavy episode. I um, drove to the ground and there was fans. No, I'll tell you no, one. I got out of the car. No. No. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. But I've muted him. So Lee Tomlin has joined Ilkeston Town as uh, player coach. Uh, scored on his debut. Jared, how do you think uh, oh, Tomlin's going to get on at Ilkeston? As Ilkeston. a manager, as a coach? As a, as a player coach, yeah. Oh my God, absolute disaster. Disastrous. How can a man with his um, mindset coach anyone when he cannot control himself? That's a valid point. It's ridiculous. It's like me being a dietitian. <laughs> valid point. Kisby, how's Tomlin going to get on in uh, whatever tier they're in? Uh, very poorly because he's a very arrogant person by all accounts. <laughs> so, um, uh, he's not going to go down too well, is he, with other players who've got ego so um he's going to be a bit of a car crash so i fully expect him to be at the posh next season as our manager <laughs> lee tomlin as a manager taking on grant mccann would you have him do you know what, do you know what? he he actually chance. although he wouldn't be a good manager to be fair um i think he would actually because he's had good times with us he probably you know would be as good as no no the bloke's no, he a would be a car crash yeah i do agree that's us done for Posh News then. We are going to move on to the World Cup, which has, let's be honest, been dominating everybody's football hemisphere over the last couple of weeks. Since we last recorded, England have played four times, won three times and drew once. We are at the time of recording due to play France in the quarterfinals. We're recording this on Monday evening. Currently, Brazil are thrashing South Korea 4-1. About five minutes left in that game. Um... Before we uh, talk about England, uh, just an update on the sweepstake. Now, I got Brazil, and as I've just mentioned, they are turning up the flair against the Koreans. Jared, you've got Croatia, who just just squeezed through against the Japanese in a penalty shootout earlier. Uh, those penalties from the Japanese, I don't know if you've seen them, but they were woeful. Kisby, you incredibly somehow pulled England out of the sweepstake, and I have to say, I'm probably looking favourites just now. Danny got Poland. They are out. Uh, Dan got France, who dumped the Polish out, if I, if memory serves me correct. Uh, they are still in, but of course, they go against you, Kisby, on uh, Saturday. So it's Kisby versus Dan, the two arch nemesises of the yellow block. Sam got Wales, who were unceremoniously dumped home early. And Nathan got Serbia, who was Serbia even in? I, I can't actually remember what Serbia Serbia got on over than the fact that they've gone home. So the vast majority of us are still in with a shout. Uh, let's talk England though first. Uh, Jared, happy with what you've seen so far? No, I'm really impressed with England so far. Um, I didn't have the mass over-exaggeration when we had a bit of a, a dull game against the US. Um, I think squad-wise, I, I look at the other squads and everyone's raving about Brazil and yes, they're, they're a really good team. But on paper... I know I sound like a posh fan now. Um, we look excellent. 
and you know we're playing good football as well so I'm actually going into Saturday relatively confident it's just um that man and Beppe scares the living hell out of me um but we've got Carl Walker who is just as quick so we've got a chance yeah and and I know when you and I spoke to Dan it was very much Mbappe FC and I do think there's some legs in that it is very much a case of what else have the French got outside of him? I mean, they're a good team, of course. They always are. They're world champions. But have they got enough to be able to challenge the English, do you think, outside of him? This year, no. I don't think they have. Um, they're midfield. I think we can we can get good results against them. Um, and yeah, but listen, having a player like Mbappe, that's all you need at times. He is that good. He, he's, abs- he's an absolute joke. Um, so if we can... No, we're not going to keep him quiet. It's impossible. I'll go as far as saying that you're not going to cancel him out of the game. If we can limit him to maybe one or two goals, I feel like we can score three or four against these. I really do. Um, providing we start the right team. And I trust I trust Southgate completely with it. I really do. Kisby, your thoughts on the English so far? I don't think we've come up against a very good side yet. Um, to be fair to England... Um, We've done what we've needed to do. We've done it quite professionally, really. It wasn't great against America, to be fair, but otherwise we've done it quite professionally up to this point, which is great. You know, England often is fine up to this point. It's from this point on that England have an issue. And I'm no expert on the international game. I'm not an expert like I'm on the posh. So you two know much. Don't smile. (laughs) <laughs> because you do know much more about the international game than me. so um, But I think, like you say, France do have some outstandingly good players and uh, a pretty solid team. So they're going to be our first challenge. And um, we'll see, won't we? You know, we've got two chances. We'll either beat them or we won't sort of thing. And I think, I do think England are a bit like the posh of the, of the international world, though, i.e. the easy sides will always be, always. And... The tougher sides we will occasionally beat. So we'll see what it is um, for the weekend. It's a good day to watch, isn't it? Saturday night, there'll be the pubs will be um, full. Yeah, for you. <laughs> for drunken English um, fans, hopefully happy ones at the end of it. But we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I do think we've got to be on our A game, though. We can't have one of these where we don't, not far on all cylinders. And I also think it helps when England um, score first. If you score first, um, I think there's a lot of confidence in that team. If we go behind against a good side, it might be more difficult. So we'll see. Yeah, so uh, we've got two options. We're either going to win or we're not. Follow Kisby for more betting advice. That's uh, sound advice, Kisby. To be fair, I won't be wrong though, will I? No, you're not. Uh, Talking to betting advice, I am stormwalling this, uh, I was going to say FA Cup then, this World Cup. The game against Wales, I had England to win, uh, both teams to score no, and Rashford to score a brace. That made me a tidy little sum. I was very happy with that. How you um, say that? How much did you make you? I don't know, actually. I need to look at my profit and loss for the World Cup. Hold on, I'll load it up. While I do that, tell me about your thoughts on the World Cup so far, Jared, in terms of not, not just England, but we were a little bit, we weren't really feeling it, were we, when we re- recorded last? Yeah, I think it's been brilliant. Um, don't get me wrong, we'd all prefer it in the summer. Um, but with all the, the stuff that went on beforehand, which a lot of it I don't think needed to be mentioned at a, a football tournament. But um, I think it's been great. There's been some fantastic games. Um, early doors was a couple of nil-nils. Um, but you know, as, as the 
as the tournament's opening up, I think it's been excellent. We've had some great goals. Um, VAR, yeah, hit and miss, but we, we always knew that was going to happen. Um, it's just yeah, been really entertaining. I've loved, I've watched as many games as I could. And um, yeah, I've loved it. In fact, I was, um, as I say, I, I've been watching all the games, especially at work. Obviously, I've got no one nagging me there. Um, but at home in the evening, I like to put the game on. And uh, my wife said to me, um, why are you watching these? Like It was Portugal v whoever. I was like, well, she because you're not Portuguese. So like, no, I'm fully aware of that, but it's football. It's the World <laughs> Cup. I said, most people who enjoy football will uh, will be watching this game. And she said, absolute nonsense. People just watch their countries. So I'll put uh, it to a, uh, exactly. I'll put it to a Twitter poll and uh, yeah, 92% agreed with me and 8% um, well, well, were vegans and, uh, and didn't. So, um, yeah, I was, uh, I was delighted with that result and I enjoyed showing her. That's the beauty of the World Cup, isn't it? Is that you, you, it's Thursday afternoon at 3 a, at three p.m. and you're watching, you know, Serbia against Iraq or whatever. That's just what the, the World Cup is all about. I'm like you, I've watched as many games as possible and I've been pleasantly surprised about how into it I've got because like you, I wasn't really feeling it, but it's completely taken my attention and I don't think that's just because England are doing well either. I've genuinely enjoyed watching everybody play. What I would say, Jared, and I'm keen to know if you agree with me on this, is having watched all of these teams play, the teams that have started to find a bit of traction in the, the knockouts, it's generally one player that's turned up and, you know, we sort of Messi, we sort of, with Messi even, sorry, we sort of Mbappe. Um, if I'm a fan of any other country that that isn't an England fan. So if I'm, you know, any other nationality, I'm watching the England team thinking that's the best team in this tournament right now, I believe. 100% couldn't agree more. And it's only because I'm English and we know what it's like being an England fan, why you have that, you know, that kind of grey cloud over. But no, if I am Portuguese, like my missus thought I was, um, 100% I'd be saying England are going to win this all day long. Because like you say, you look at each club, each team, sorry, Portugal, Ronaldo, um, Brazil, Neymar, Port, um, who was the other one? Uh, yeah, France and Mbappe, Argentina, Messi. England, it's not Kane, is it? He scored one goal. You've got players from all over the all over the midfield. Bellingham is an absolute force. Uh, he's unbelievable. Um, Saka, Rashford, Harry Kane, Mason Mount, people like this. Unbelievable. And yeah, I think um I think we've got a fantastic chance. And if we can get through, because I believe, I think we are one of the best teams. I think France, purely because of Mbappe, um, are a serious threat. I think they're our biggest threat. If we can dispatch them on Saturday night, I I am seriously confident then of us of us going all the way because people are raving around Argentina and I know that Danny's going to pull me up that I said Argentina would win it, but I've watched all of their games and Honestly, I'm not feeling the love that everyone else is saying. They look very, very average. Yeah, I agree. It's like France with Mbappe. If you quell the messy threat, there's you know there's not a lot to them. Uh, the Brazil game's just finished. Uh, they they beat South Korea four one, so they are uh, through. Um, so some big teams left now. Then uh, there's no. I mean, you'd have to look at the the last eight. There's no real you know weak teams left now. I wouldn't say there's no kind of three hits left um it's yeah it's going to be interesting isn't it to see how this how this plays out now yeah i mean before i'd always look at the draw and be like so annoyed that we got france in the quarters well why don't we get them in the semis but you've got to play them all to win haven't you 
Um, there's no point in getting an easy draw now. If we can't beat France now, we're not going to beat them you know, in the final, are we? So, no, I'm, I'm glad we got this. It's a good test. And I think if we do get past them, it will give the players all the confidence in the world because France are getting a lot of plaudits, aren't they? So, yeah, uh, it, yeah it will do us a world of good. And I can, yeah. see, us, I can see us doing it. I think we, I think so, and although the the squad got a lot of criticism for the uh, America game, I actually think they managed the game really well, which was the intention. I don't think they went out there to score four or five. We saw it at the start of the um, the game against Senegal. It was it was all about managing that game, and that is what a Southgate team seems to do really well. I still think there's questions around their mentality when they're under pressure. I think if it's nil nil in the 89th minute and and the French have got a corner or something like that, they start to turn the screw. I've got concerns around their mentality, particularly at the back. But no team is perfect. And I, I certainly think if I'm if I'm a French manager lining up against the English squad at the moment, I'm looking thinking, how do I manage this? For for the English, it's pretty easy. You just mark Mbappe. But the other way around, because like you said, with the squad depth, um, it's proven a challenge. Has anyone uh, surprised you in this England squad? I'll be honest, Bellingham. I know that sounds ridiculous because we, you know, he's come in with an amazing reputation, but I didn't realize how good he actually is. Um, yeah, he surprised me in the sense where you know he, he is a lot better than what I thought he was. I knew he was an amazing player, but yeah, he looks he looks incredible. But just going back to the France game, obviously Mbappe has torn teams to bits uh, for this World Cup, but I just think with Kyle Walker in the team, and I know it's not all about pace. But in the last game, Mbappe, when he scored two, who was it against just recently? Poland. Poland, yeah. Um, yeah, he was just skinning Matty Cash constantly down the down the right. Um, and that was due to pace. He couldn't keep up with him. Obviously, he turns so quick as well, so that'll be a problem. But I think pace-wise, he's not going to burn past Kyle Walker. I'm going to look a fool if he does now, but I'm pretty sure Kyle Walker's got the pace to keep up with him. Yeah. What's your prediction, Kisby, for the, the France-England game? Um, I think we'll lose. I think no, we'll lose. Not. We're coming home, rather than it's Hold on a minute. You ask me for my opinion, I give it, and then you criticise me for it. Well, I'll sit here quietly. I, I just think <laughs> our defence might struggle. If if France have got a lot of pace in their team, I think our defence might be shown up a little bit. And like I say, if we go behind, I think it's a whole different kettle of fish, isn't it? Um, we've not been behind yet in a game in the World Cup. And I think it, 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 you show your character then, don't you? If they are a truly great team, they can come from behind against a good side. If they're not such a great team, um, I, I, I think I'm just sullied with many, many years of disappointment. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, I, 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 do I don't want like to get, I mean, I've had it <laughs> more than you lot. And I don't want to get too excited about it because I know how it will go if I do. Um I haven't been really into the World Cup like I have other World Cups. I haven't watched really any of it apart from the England games. And in fact, I missed one of the England games because I had to do a little bit of work that time. Do you so, have a TV um, license, Kisby? I imagine that's the sort of thing you would skip. Um, uh, for purposes of this podcast, yes. <laughs> Just in case Her Majesty's... <laughs> Her Majesty? You mean His Majesty? Yeah, I, I just, I just don't want to get too excited because I know what it'll be like, you know. And I, like I say, I don't think we've come up against any decent side yet. I don't think um, America, USA were that great, and I, I, I think I don't think we played great against them. You might say, well, we went out to manage the game and all the rest of it, but you always go out to win every game. And I think 
yeah, it, we'll see, we'll see. But let's put it this way: I hope that we win, obviously. But I have a sneaking suspicion we might get beaten by just a goal, just a go, the odd goal. So I think it might. I think it'll be a good game, though. I think it will be quite open, and I think there will be goals in it. I have to say. I think the scoreline will be three-two. Um, now I've been toying with who to, um, but for the purpose of this podcast and to uh, breed um, positivity, I'm going to say England three, France two. Interesting. I will it, it go to penalties though? Because if it does, well, not if it finishes three-two. Well, no, I know that you thought. No, uh, um... People are saying this, but. I Let's go back to the penalties. last World Cup. We 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 did all right, didn't we? I don't fear penalties. I don't fear anyone in this tournament anymore. I look at France and think, yeah, bring it on. I'm excited about that. And I get where you're coming from, Kizmi, because we had, we've had years of disappointment and this is the kind of game normally where you go, well, that's us out. But I don't fear anyone. And I don't fear penalties. Like, Jared, you're saying there, it, it, it doesn't... I honestly think we'd match them. We, we certainly would be better than the Japanese were, that's for sure, at penalties. When when people mention France, you think, oh, you just automatically dread them. If you look at the squad and look at their weaknesses as well, you know, we look at ours and, yeah, I think Harry Kane gets a rough ride, but, you know, sometimes when he's he plays like he's wearing um, a pair of jeans and John Stones, I think he, he helps him. And the back line, yeah, maybe pace could be an issue there. But for the French, it's also the same. Um, maybe not so much with pace, but they're vulnerable. Um, so yeah, the, they've got the weaknesses just as just like we. I have. think we've got to go for it. We've got to not just sit back and try and manage yeah, the agree. game. All these bollocks. Just go yeah. for it. Try and beat them. This um, is the only worry I have, Kisby. It's a it's a really good point, and I, I believe, like we, me and Tim have said, with the firepower we've got, we've got the squad to do that. Just to go out there, not worry about they their won't, they no, won't. I agree. I agree. Southgate doesn't play like that, does he? That's the trouble. And I think sometimes no. you got you just got to throw caution to the wind and go for it and try and win the game. And I think that the game is there to be won, isn't it? But I just think there will be all this caution. Stay in the game for sixty minutes and then manage it from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, what, that's, that's a yeah, way. But but it's, what, like it's working. Southgate. Yeah, no, I'm not doubting him. Not granted, doubting he hasn't him. won anything, but he's taken us further in the Euros and the World Cup than we've been since like, the 60s. I'll tell you something so... about football, Tim, young Tim. You can't always play the same way and get the same result. Sometimes you've got to play in a slightly different way to get a result. And I think this might be one of the one of the cases where perhaps we should play in a different way because France will expect us to play like that. And if we come out all guns blazing and score two goals in the first two minutes, the game will probably be won sort of thing. So Yeah, although I, think, I would just cast your mind back a couple of years to the Euro finals where we came out all guns blazing, uh, scored early on. That's it. It's always going to work, isn't it? If, it, if you knew how to win a game run. before the game was played, you would know how to play that game, wouldn't you? So the only th- but you've got to take a risk. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the only thing I do hate about um I hate the coming home thing now. I really enjoyed it at the start, like 10 years ago. Now I detest it. And the fanfare things, I couldn't honestly, it's my idea of hell. Because when it they first started these fan parks and you get the beer and that going up, but now like they're throwing the the fucking jugs of beer up when we scored five against Iran it's just a bit I think it's a bit shabby yeah, now the, isn't it I couldn't think of anything in, worse people go into them don't they wearing those Macs like they're going on the log flume at Alton Towers it, yeah. they know what's coming it's not It's not really uh, spontaneous if you, no. <laughs> you know what's coming you especially when VAR comes in and disallows the goal and you've just thrown a picture of beer over someone's head but. yeah other than that I've been absolutely loving it come on England
Yeah, absolutely. It's coming home. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave us a review and rate the podcast on Apple and Spotify. It helps us climb the podcast charts. Do be sure to follow us as well on Twitter and follow us on Facebook. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Join us in a fortnight. Up the posh and come on England. <laughs>